What's good, everybody? It's your boy, B. Vaughn. And today on our interview segment here at We Create Music TV, we have an amazing person. We have singer, songwriter, and actress, and entrepreneur, and she has so many great things that's about her. I want to welcome to the show my girl, Ashton. That's right. Welcome, welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm well. How are you? Oh, it's busy, but I'm good. I'm good on a, on a Thursday busy night. Busy is good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Busy on a Thursday night, but outside of that, everything is, is gravy. You know, I got the red lights going on in the back, you know. Well, at least at least they're trying to look red. They look kind of pink. Uh, you the got moment. the red light special going on. Yeah, you know, trying to, you know, <laughs> kind of boost up the, you know, the color. But, <laughs> yeah, but so, like yeah, you know, so it's been a while. It's been a while. Yes, so I'm interested it has. In hearing, yeah, I'm interested in hearing how all things have been going with you and the things that you've been involved in and just where your career has been taking you uh, since the last time that we had a chance to really, you know, really chat with one another. So, mm -hmm. uh, but for those people who don't know Ashton, kind of just walk us through your musical journey. You know, how, where did you start? How'd you get started? And kind of where are you today? So walk us through that whole type of, through that whole journey. Just so okay. they know. So um, I started, of course, kind of like a lot of people do. I, as a kid, I was one of those who would lock myself in the room and sing to my dolls all day and night and, you know, pretend that they're in the crowd cheering me on, <laughs> all that. Um, and then eventually my parents recognized my talents and was like, hey, you know, she could really do something with this. So um, I started going into vocal training and things of that nature. Um, I joined choir uh, and I started to sing in the church choir. Um, I also, um, I took up choir in school. So I pretty much did all of that. And then eventually I got to a point where I just, I started writing my own music. And I want to say I was about, about 12 or 13 years old when I first started writing. Um, and it started off as poetry. And eventually I was able to take that, those things that I wrote and like, you know, put them to beats or mm. to, um, you know, to, to different kinds of tracks. And I would always take like my favorite, like hip hop track or my favorite R&B track. And I would like turn it into, you know, my own song. And from there, I just kind of just started doing my thing. And um, I sang and I, I wrote a, like a lot of different songs for myself and got to a point where, you know, I was able to put together projects. And uh, my first show was when I was about 16 years old. Um, I did the Juneteenth Festival um, out here in Houston. And that was when I really realized, you know, hey, I could really do this. And so I just spent a lot of time just singing and performing at a lot of different um, events and things of that nature. Um, eventually, I took a break from music. Um, I became a mom. So Ooh. being a mom, <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other journey in its own, its mm -hmm. own right? So um, when that happened, uh, I was actually at the point where things were starting to really pick up for me in the music. And so it kind of put everything on pause. I was um, 
I was really discouraged in mm. that uh, in that regard. Um, and, you know, it was like, well, you know, you know, now that you're a mom, you can't do music, you know. And well, you know, to some extent, but to some extent, you know, you're wrong mm-hmm. because yeah, there are things you can do, but we'll talk about that a little later. Right. Um, so I pretty much, I was so discouraged. I was just like, I quit. I quit making music. Um, and I want to say the break that I took was about a seven year long break. And when my kids got to a point where, you know, they were a little bigger and they were more self-sufficient, they weren't, they didn't need mommy all the time. I kind of got back into it, you know, and, um, my husband, he was like, you know, we were just like one day we were listening to like just some of the old music. Cause I would still listen to the music anyway. Um, cause at the end of the day, I just, I liked making music and I loved listening to the music that I made. And as we were listening to it, you know, my husband was like, you know, you're good at what you do. And even though, you know, you work hard, um, cause I was, you know, working full time, going to school full time and everything. He's like, you're good at what you do. Um, you're pretty much good in virtually any assignment that people put in, put, put you on at work. But what you're really meant to do is make music. Mm. And so um, I took that encouragement and I just ran with it. And this was a time where like social media like started really popping. And so like Instagram started, you know, becoming like, a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. And so for me, it was finding out that having that as a source um, kind of cut the middleman out a little bit. So it made it a little easier to kind of touch fans like directly opposed to having to go to uh, major labels and, you know, do these closed door meetings mm-hmm. and performances and things that, you know, they have you do and, stuff and um i just i literally ran from it ran with it from there instagram has been like it's been it's been a treasure for me because had i not known or had i not had that i don't think i would have had the opportunity to meet um all of the people that i have including you um Mm -hmm. i've been able to meet um a lot of different artists who um who make music just like me I've, you know, met a lot of different producers that I've had the opportunity to work with over the years. Um, so it's it's really helped me out tremendously. Um, so going from then up until now, uh, I pretty much I've been making just making music, you know, uh, doing what I love to do, which is making R and bass music. Um, which for those of you that don't know what R and bass is, um, it's like a subgenre of R and B. So. Um, for me, it's like that R&B music, but it's super bass heavy. So anytime you hear an Ashton song, it's going to have that big booty bass in it. Mm-hmm. Big Just booty the- bass. And that's what I call it. <laughs> I call it big booty bass. But yeah, big booty bass. So, you know, just, I don't know, something about the bass. It just does things to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, I've, so yeah, I've just really just hit the ground running and just started making music and putting it out there, making videos, promoting that. And, you know, things have been going good. You know, I've been mm-hmm. able to, you know, do different shows and, um, you know, perform live in a lot of different places and, um, you know, perform with live bands and like actually make money doing this. 
So, um, you know, that's pretty much where I am now. I'm just, you know, continually finding ways to to make music. And um, so, yeah, just constantly creating. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what it takes. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. in, in today's time is to constantly be creating and putting out putting out music. So, so, yes. so yeah, so let's go. So let's go back for for a moment. So mm-hmm. you took a seven year hiatus. Right. Yes. Had kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Lovely kids. And kind of just dealing with that and, and going through through that situation. So. So, you know, of course, I met your husband, of course, and kind of just, di- you know, him being an inspiration to you. How how was that kind of talk about that? Talk about how you really dealt with that uh, and how you got through that, because I know for a lot of people, you know, being at a point in their career where you were and things were things were popping, things were about to take off. Right. And then going away for seven years and now coming back and getting back into music and finding yourself back in this in this realm. And, you know, so so how do, how does how did you deal with that? Um, for me, it was hard at first because, again, I gave up. I was like, well, you know, if I can't make music or I can't be an artist, then, you know, I'm just going to go live my life, you know? And for me, I think getting back on that horse and just having that extra push and just learning a little book, a little bit more of who I am. I feel like obviously I had to take that break, right? Because when I was younger, I didn't know much. I didn't get through nothing. So I didn't really have much to talk about. But going through that break being broken Mm. and having to piece myself back together and figure out who I am as a person um, outside of being a mom, being a wife, uh, being a coworker, a boss, I had to figure out who I was. I had to put those pieces back together and in doing so it allowed me to come back a, a stronger person. Um, I had it allowed me to have a little more tougher skin, mm. um, which of course, yeah, you kind of need that in this industry because um, you know sometimes you're going to hear things that you don't want to hear, or you're just going to hear some things that just aren't so nice because people aren't nice mm-hmm. um, all the time. The world is kind of cruel. It is, mm. but um, but again, I think it was just being able to go through what I went through. It just it gave me more a better sense of self, and I don't think. Well, I don't know because you know. You never know what things would have been like if you right. changed right. A, a part of the course, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like I, I, it was just it was part of my journey. It just had to. That's just what it is, right. and uh, I'm thankful for it. And. Yeah, I just in doing that, I just, it's just allowed me to to just to be a better person and, and a better artist. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's I think what yeah, and I I think there are pivotal moments in people's lives that they kind of go through to kind of help shape and mold and challenge them and to yeah. form them into the person that they need to be in order to do whatever it is that they're going to do, right? And so, Absolutely. I mean, just imagine, who knows? I mean, imagine if you never took that that hiatus and, 
you know, what could have happened, what could not have happened. I mean, who knows? I mean, we won't know, but I, I firmly believe that there are certain things that happen in our own lives that kind of take us from what we think we're doing and kind of shift it in a different way to prepare Absolutely. us, to kind of prepare us to uh, be more strengthened to deal with whatever is going to be, you know, that we need to deal with at that particular time, you know, but because this music game is not a, it's, it's not for the lighthearted. It is not right. It's not for the lighthearted. Is you gonna hear some stuff? Yes, and people gotta have that. I always tell people when I do these type of interviews and when I do my other types of segments that people, you gotta have tough skin. Like you do. If you ain't got tough skin, oh man, you gonna hear some stuff. Yeah, you gonna hear some stuff. That, it's gonna hurt is, your feelings. It's gonna hurt your which, soul. Which is why I'm not an artist. Which is why. Right. I got artist. you. Right? <laughs> Why well, I'm not going to do it. And so, but, but, you know, the reality is, is that the music industry, I don't know if they, maybe, maybe if it's purposeful, right. That they purposely tend to, you know, be cruel or if it's, or if it's a mechanism that is used to weed out those people who don't really have what it takes. I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm just assuming so, mm-hmm. so, so here's, so here's what I can tell you, right? So you work in, you know, you, you have a day job, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have a day job, uh, you know, I have teams of people that I, that I lead and I hire staff. And I know that it's not from a cruel perspective, but sometimes I don't offer, you know, a person, a, a, a role, you know, an opening that I have in my department. And sometimes right. it's not to be cruel. Sometimes it's just to see if they really have, you know, what it takes to, I'm always looking at people's reaction. It's like, if I tell you no, how are you going to deal with it? Are you going to go to social media and be like, Brian's a jerk, man, F that dude. Like, or you're going to be like, okay, he said no. I know no's are going to be part of this industry. What can I learn from it? And then to me, Mm -hmm. that's like, oh, that's the, that's because that's, to me, that signifies growth within a person. But yeah, long story short, if this, this, this music business will eat you up. It will It'll eat you up and spit it, spit you out if you let it. That's right, sure will. So, so, kind of talk about how do you balance music today with, with family? Uh, it's actually not as bad as I thought it would be. Um, I just, you know, I work my, you know, like like you said, I work my regular nine to five job every day. Yes, I do work a nine to five, which people are super surprised about, which doesn't make sense to me, but Hey, you know, whatever. Um, and then, you know, I'm a mom, you know, I take care of the kids and then, you know, weekends or weeknights, you know, just depending on what's going on, you know, I'm out in the streets, I'm out in the streets, um, you know, just networking, um, you know, meeting new people performing, um, you know, it's just all about having that balance, you know? Um, so, like, for instance, I know, like, when we met, um, I know you were able to meet my husband because we had a babysitter, but it's not, that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, there's times where it's like, okay, what do you have going on? What do I have going on? We kind of work that schedule out to where one of us is available for the kids and vice versa. So we can go and do our thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think I, I have to say, for me, the biggest part that has made it easy for me to do what I do 
is that I do have such a strong support system, not only with my husband, but with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's times where we both have things going on. You know, I might have a gig and he has a photo shoot to go do. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're both working to make that money. And right. so having family members um, who live close by um, and are willing to like just jump in and, you know, take the boys um, has it, made it really easy for us, believe it or mm. not. Mm. Um, so, I mean, and granted, there are some times where, you know, people aren't available. So, you know, there are some things that, you know, you just can't do. So, um, you know, it's about picking and choosing um, which opportunity is the best for you Mm. Uh, because, you know, you're presented with so many different opportunities all the time. um, But you really have to sit down and kind of flesh out which one is really going to um, make a difference um, in your in your work or in your career. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because there's some that that will. And honestly, there's some that just don't, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, over time you learn that, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, it's all about finding that balance and just having that support system. And, um, I, I don't think if I did, I think if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. Mm. Yeah. I think any, I think, I think that's the other part of it, right. Is if you're, if you are married or in a relationship, right. For those folks who aren't married, uh, you have to have a huge support system. And you Absolutely. have to have, it has to be balanced because I know, and I'm not going to call them out, but there's certain people that I know, friends of mine, right? If you're watching, you know who you are, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I've, I've had situations where I've had friends of mine who weren't married and they were dating and there's their, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend did not support what they were doing. And it was, why are you staying at the studio Ooh. all night long? Who coming to the studio? What you doing in that studio? I'm like, oh my gosh, bro. Like, for real? Why don't you come to the studio? Like, why don't you come to the studio then? See what we do? Well, I don't want to stay up there all night. And I'm like, oh my goodness. But you have to have a strong support system. You're not going to make it. Absolutely. If you don't have a strong support system and you're in a relationship. That's the... Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Trust me. I know. People People have heard the stories uh, when I mm-hmm. told them of how I started this whole, whole show thing and how I was trying to figure out how to do it and... We had a spare bedroom uh, upstairs in our in our mm-hmm. house, and I wanted to film. You know, I was doing them live. I was doing people, me and people, before COVID. Yeah, you know, dabbing yeah. it up, right? Like people mm-hmm. in, at the crib. Right. And you know, co- of course, COVID shut that whole thing down. But right, I had to convince my wife to let me do it in in the upstairs bedroom. You know, in that in our extra guest bedroom. Well, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't, I don't want people coming in the house. They kind of just you know being in our upstairs. No, you don't go upstairs. Like that's you can be at the bottom, but and I had to convince you. I understand. Them. I, and we talked about it, and so of course it, it happened because I was doing all the interviews live. But it would have never happened if I didn't have that support system. If my wife was so adamant about it, I would have had to figure out a different way to yeah. to do it. Oh, yeah, because if I'm she wasn't if she wasn't going to have that, no, I wasn't going to be like, well, I'm the man. I'll say, ah, Peter. Nope. Mm-mm. You got to make them compromise. You got to make, you got to, oh, you, oh, my goodness. You best believe it. (laughs) That's the word. (laughs) You best believe it. And so, you know, just figuring out ways to kind of work with one another, you know, because she has Mm -hmm. her own creative thing that she's doing. And just as Mm -hmm. your husband, who's, for those of you who don't know, oh my gosh, he's a super talented photographer. Oh my gosh. 
is. He, he is, is very like, much so. Not only, is he, not only does he do photography, he does like graphic design stuff too, because I haven't seen the graphic design stuff that he did. But he's yeah. a super dope photographer. Like, y'all got to check him. I will, hope, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll she let, she, you know, either she plugs him at the end or I can plug him, even though he ain't, you know, he ain't here. But still. I, let me go ahead and plug him right now. Y'all make sure y'all go it. follow Graphic Jones on Instagram. He does all my pictures, all my right. graphics. R A P H I T Jones. That's Graphic Jones. That's right. You know, I gotta, you know, you know what I'm saying? I gotta keep it, put money back in their pocket. Right. You, mm-hmm. Hey, if you're in Houston, you need some, some, some work done, some graphic design work, some photography, boom, get that graphic Jones. Come on by. Come, Come on, on by. by. All right. That's look, that's the, that's the commercial. That's the plug for the day. <laughs> I need to start getting some of those commercials and plugs for, yes. for, the, for the show. Yeah, for real. Okay. So, uh, of course, you know, we talked about, you know, there's things that you all, you kind of go through. So, uh, let, let's, let's dig a little bit deeper into that. What for you have been okay. some of the, some of the biggest challenges that you've experienced and how did you, what did you learn from them? That's the first question. And then the tag on question is what did you do to overcome those challenges? So, um, one of the biggest challenges was figuring out my place or not even my place, but just what I want to do. And, um, I think, A lot of artists can attest to this, but I think one of the biggest, of course, you know, everybody wants to be, you know, the big top artist at the front of the pack, you know, and getting all the accolades and, you know, just, just being top dog, you know what I'm saying? And it's like the mis the biggest misconception with that, like, people assume that if you're not at that point yet, you're not doing anything or you're not doing, you're, you're not making strides, you know? And for me, it was learning that even if I'm not at that point, doesn't mean I can't make money. I've made money doing shows, um, performing, you know, just at different venues, different clubs. I've made money, um, writing for people. I've made money, um, getting, you know, getting my music put in like indie films and, you know, stuff like that. Um, So there's ways, there's ways Mm. to make money. And, you know, people just automatically like, they're like, oh, if I'm not this person, then I'm just not anything. And it's like, no, there's so much money out there to be made um, as a musician. And I I wish I would have known that back then when I took that break. Mm. Um, because if I would have, if you would have told me about 15 years ago that I would be making money behind a, behind a computer, just submitting my music to places and getting placements, like I, I would have looked at you crazy, you know, cause at the end of the day, you know, everybody wants to be a superstar, but there's like, there's so many other things that you can do and still, um, achieve your musical dreams, you know, um, mm-hmm. man. And it's it, just learning that, just learning what else is out there and learning what other opportunities are, are out there. Um, it, it, it's made me feel uh, better as an artist um, because mm. I didn't really beat myself up that much. Um as much as I did back then, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. 
I, I would, you know, find myself in bouts of depression because it's like, oh, I'm just never going to be here mm-hmm. or where I want to be. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, instead of focusing on that, I just kind of changed my mindset. And I learned a little more about some of the things I wanted to do. And I found those opportunities that allowed me to make that money to be able to do what I wanted to do. And I think learning to debunk that myth of not being there because, you know, I'm not on somebody's TV screen um, Mm -hmm. has made a world of different, a world of a difference for me um, as an entertainer in general. Um, I think what I've also learned is um, you just got to take everything at face value at this industry. You know, there's a lot of um, I mean, there's a lot of good people out there, but there's a lot of fakers and shakers out there. You know, Um, people that'll um, tell you what you want to hear to get what it is that they want out of you. You know, there's some scammers out there. Um, And I've just kind of learned how to through those things you know mm. i've learned about you know having to you know do my research you know do you have people that will criticize and tell you all these things and have no freaking resume to even like what qualified you to say that i can't be this person because they have and an you're opinion. not even there right you know exactly it's just your opinion and honestly and truly let's just be real that's music is is, is all about opinion you know it's all, all about opinion. You, that's what, what it is you know? it's all about and opinion exactly exactly so you know just learning that and just learning how to kind of get through those things and not um, not take everything that people say to heart you know uh, it, it's made a world of a difference for me and um, just in my just in my growth as a, mm-hmm. as a human being you know I feel like the older I get it's like the less I care <laughs> about <laughs> Yes. Yes. And I wish I had that type of mentality back when I was younger because yes, but you know, I I think that I think that's part of the growth and development of us as as humans. The older we get, the less we give a about what other people say, you know, that part, you know, that's probably a couple of things I still care about whether somebody's saying a lot, like I still not, I'm still not going to sing in front of people because they still may go "Eh." in. I said, they're going to do that, but yeah, (laughs) but everything else, I don't really care. I don't care what they what they, that think, part. What they say. Yeah, exactly. Nah. But you know th- that's that's part of having that that tough skin because a lot of people, a lot of artists who are in the independent realm today, the scene today, really care what other people think. Yeah, and you can you can tell they do because of how they post stuff on social media, or how they interact on social media, or how they're care- careful with what they say to not offend somebody else who may like this particular artist. And then, you know, don't get me, don't get me started on the whole thing. I don't even want to go down that whole path about. Oh, we're going to go down the rabbit hole. Because, because that pisses me off. I I hate when people do that. It's like the fact that, see, it's not my interview. See, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. But not going to do it. Yeah, I am. Because, you know, if y'all know me, you know, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't care. It's like, I don't like when people post. It's like, you can only say some certain things that are positive. Right. So, mm-hmm. so I'm going to use you as an example, Ashton. I mean, you could okay. know each other. I'm usually an example. So let's say that somebody loves your music, right? Mm-hmm. And they're posting on Instagram. Oh, I love her music. 
but what if I don't? And I comment, well, that's cool. I, I mean, I don't like it. Oh, you're a hater. Well, keep, well like, wait a minute. No, it but, just wasn't for you. But why is it okay for you to post that you love her music, but it's not okay for me to say that I don't? Like, I don't get it. But anyway, that's my little rant. Uh, and you have, and and that's the thing. You you have that's, that's an the opinion. thing. You have that right. You know, if they don't like it. They they tough cookie. You know, okay. hey, I have to, I have to, I have to give it up to my dad for that because he he may be a tough cookie. But like, yeah, people have that right to say that they don't like it, and if they don't like it, okay, okay, keep it moving, but. but that, to the people who do, because that's where you need to focus on. You need to focus right. on where the love is. That's right. That's but, level of, focus on where the go where the love is. Right, but see that that goes back to that goes back to that whole thing is that people are very careful with what they say and how they say it for fear of being blacklisted, blackballed, whatever you want to call it, rejected, yeah. right, canceled, not put in the right you know rooms with certain people. It's like you got to figure out how to do it on your own. There's people out here today, like yourself, who are making a living and doing this music without the record labels, without, you know, the big time people, you know, voicing their opinion. I mean, and you're doing it. And I know other people who are doing it. And it's like if we were able to just focus on that and do mm -hmm. the work that needs to be done and put out great music and don't really care what other people think. That's it. Because whatever's going to happen, happen anyway. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. See, you're going to get me on my, my whole little soapbox. I got a, I got a soapbox <laughs> around here somewhere. Let me find, <laughs> find a soapbox. I should have brought mine today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I do. Like, but it's, yeah. Anyway, anyway, Ashley. I'm with you. Anyway, Ashley. I'm with you. Don't, don't let me get on my stuff. So anyway, so, so let's kind of talk about, let's kind of talk about your music. It's kind of, okay. uh, you know, so you've had several projects that, that have come out. I was fortunate to be on one of those, but you had several projects that that came out. Uh, so, kind of talk about the motivation behind your music, behind Big Booty Bass. Man, <laughs> the Big Booty Bass. You know, I have to say, what inspired the Big Booty Bass? Like, so I'm a I'm a '90s kid, so. That was like when we kind of started to see R&B and hip hop be, you know, meshed together. So, you know, I um, I think like 96 was my favorite year. So that's like when Missy Elliott came out and um, mm -hmm. yeah, Missy Elliott came out. You know, I was really big on um, her. I was big on Aaliyah, like pretty much everybody in that camp, you know, um, Timbaland, um player oh yeah oh yeah yeah i was listening to all of them you know and they kind of started it for me um i mean i also listened to like uh mariah carey she's like one of my favorites um i absolutely love her tamia um tlc uh destiny's child you know all of those different groups so i feel like that r&b-ness but messed with the my love for the bass that you can't help but hear in hip hop music. Like I think the first time I heard Big Booty Bass was uh, what was it uh, Two Live Crew, mm. um, group, you know, and it was just that boom boom, and I was like, oh yeah, uh, 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 yeah, you know, and I like so right. I just I love it, I love it, it just oh, so and <laughs> Timberland, 
Man was like that producer who was like just able to mesh all of that together mm. like just so beautifully. And um, so that really inspired me to kind of just, you know, do my thing. So again, you know, like I said, I started taking hip hop beats and making songs to them, making R&B songs to hip hop beats. And um, it just, it kind of ran from there. So um, over time, most people have known me to be one to make, you know, like that traditional R&B type music, or mm. at least the content anyways, you know, which is like what love, sex and relationships, right? And so you get a lot of that, um, like in my first two projects, you know, Lessons uh, and then Sweet Nothings, of course, which is one of the ones that you had the opportunity to be on with me. <laughs> and um, so those were like my, you know, just my regular R&B albums. So one of the things that I used to hear all the time or people ask is like, how can I get to know you? And it's like, well, I mean, you can get to, because you, you can get to know me if you listen to my music, but it's like, well, if I'm always talking about love and sex, because I mean, I'm just a sexual person in nature. So that's just, you know, what I do. Like, my goal is to be like the female tank, right? So that's just the type tank. of music that, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the kind of music that I make. Um, but I wanted to allow people an opportunity to get to know me in a different way, which birthed um, the series that I'm working on right now, which is Anomaly. Um, so it's an EP series, um, multiple EPs where I just kind of talk about some different stuff. There's still love and sex there because I didn't want to um, completely alienate my audience, mm -hmm. you know, because they, they like that, you know, the bedroom bed. So, you know, I got to keep that in there. But, um, you know, I, I found a way to kind of incorporate other subject matters. So, you know, outside of, you know, the sexiness, you know, I, th you know, I threw a little curveballs with the sexiness, you know, so mm. you got guests like, you know, mm. we had the third party, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Ashton. Yeah. Hey, you know, <laughs> um, then like strong enough, I was able to talk about because uh, one thing about me is or that a lot of people say about me is, you know, they always talk about how. I'm this happy, I'm like a happy-go-lucky person all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm literally never allowed to be sad. Mm. And so, but people didn't really know what I was struggling with behind closed doors. Right. So I, mean, I took that opportunity to make a song about it, which, you know, that's how you guys got strong enough. Right. And so, um, you know, even after that, I, you know, talked about other things. I talked about, you know, fake friendships, you know, so see, it's not all about love and sex. See? So it's about you know, other things. Yeah. So the, and the, and that's what anomaly is. Anomaly is something that uh, the Frenchie or to, that uh, what is it? It um, deters from the norm. Okay. So um, and of course my norm is love and sex. So I went Sweet. away from that a little bit. So it's my anomaly. Mm. Um. And so for me, just being able to, you know, share my different thoughts, kind of, you know, allowed my my audience to hear something different. So, you know, we've got the first episode and I call them episodes, EP episodes, because um, they're the way I did it is um, I did a video for every song and all the videos are actually tied together. So it's kind of like a little mini movie. 
So oh, it's, like, uh, it's, like, it's like the like R. Kelly, um, the R. Kelly, yeah, um, like that. yeah. What, what, what was that in the closet? Is that what it was? Is that yeah. the whole series you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but my director, he called it Ashton's Black Mirror. And oh, it, it clicked That's... for me because, yeah. you know, again, you know, I have those different elements that, that are in these videos that people don't know about, you know, even though I know what this means for me, it'll probably mean something completely different for whoever's listening. Mm -hmm. And so I, I write like that purposely because I want it to mean whatever it means to you. And I want it to mean what it means to me. And as long as you enjoy it, that's the important part. You know, if it got you through your day, like I love when I get those messages from people and they're like, you know, I listen to such and such song and, you know, I listen to it all day and it just got me through my day. Or, you know, I was really, I was feeling really depressed and down and, you know, li listening to your song, just let me know that, you know, I'm not alone and it's okay, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, just getting those messages and again, cause, you know, I'll say one thing, but I know it means different. Something, Something different. Yeah, I know what it means, but y'all don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, I like to be I like to I like for my meanings to be ambiguous. I, mm -hmm. I like I like the hidden meanings. I like the multiple meanings because I want you to think. I want right. you to think about, you know, oh. I, I want you to think about what it means to you. Mm -hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, mm, a lot of listeners, when they're listening to music, they're taking in what it means to them. Mm hmm. You know, they might not, some may listen to, you know, whatever perspective you're speaking from, but sometimes they don't, you know, and I mean, everybody's perspective is different. So, I mean, of course, you know, naturally you're just going to understand from your level of perception. Right. And um, so now I'm working on the next episode. We actually just finished it. So we're finalizing hey. those hey. last few videos. And then once we're, because um, like pretty much during the pandemic, that's what I focused on. Um, mm -hmm. So um, I focused on getting the music together and shooting videos, videos for the next episode, which was a challenge uh, because, of course, again, due to the COVID restrictions, I wasn't able right. to um, be around a lot of people. But I figured I figured out a way to make it work. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited for this. Um, so, yeah, we're, like I said, you know, all the music has been done. Um, so now it's just a matter of finalizing those videos. And you guys will have the next episode soon. Hey, that's what's up. Yeah, I was going to ask about, you know, I scratched it off my list right here. But, uh, yeah, I was going to ask about Anomaly, how that was going. And so I already know it's going to be dope. I already know. I'm not even going to ask. It's going to be done. Oh, my gosh. Like, I got, okay, so this weekend, I got the final cut for the last song on the album, and I just, like, got chills. <laughs> so, I'm so excited. I can't wait for you guys to just see what I've been working on since, you know, the Lord told us to sit down. Hey, see, <laughs> he like, y'all going, y'all just better go on, sit down. Sit y'all tail. You know? And we sat down. Yes. For <laughs> you know, I after follow sit down time. I made it work. I wasn't mm -hmm. but I made it work. And so I'm just really excited to share with you guys, um, you know, what I have coming because I, I I think y'all are gonna like it. 
it's, again, it's something well, different. I don't, I don't think they they gonna like it. They gonna oh like yeah, it. They, 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 <laughs> okay. that's right. They're going to like it and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, even if it goes in a different direction, long as it still has some of them core elements, people going to like it. Now, if, if you yes. all, if you just suddenly did, you know, R&B country and you had like a country field, then maybe people go, eh, you know, because I mean, that's kind of that'll be really pushing your norm. I really be yeah. pushing it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but not nah, people going to love it. I mean, if they love guest lists and they love all the music that you've been doing before, even though. This is kind of pushing it in a different direction. It's still, it's still gonna be dope because it got that big, that big booty base. That big booty base. Big booty base. I remember we talked about that before, and I, and I was asking you about. I forgot what I was asking you about music, and you was like, "Yeah, you know, like that big booty base." I was like, "That the big booty base? Like what you talking about?" And you was like, it just "Yeah, makes you like your booty." You were like, like... You were like that big booty base, like like that Uncle Luke type. I was like, "Oh, booty oh. base." Like DJ Matt, which people don't know. I don't even know people even know who DJ Magic Mike is. Like, he really is the proponent of the whole big booty bass type feel. Like, wait, have you ever heard of DJ Magic Mike? I feel like I have, but I'm not 100% sure. So I don't want to say yes. Oh. You too, that. I, I feel like I have, but I, I, I don't want to lie and say it. YouTube DJ Magic. When you hear that bass, you're okay. you going to be like, Oh, you think Luke had it? Nah, DJ Magic DJ Mike. Magic Mike. Okay, yes, he had out. that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I, I remember bumping that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I used to have, I used to have like a huge system. It was back in the era when we had huge systems in the car, right? You, had mm -hmm. like, you know, th three twelve inches in the trunk with two amps. Oh, I, and, I was that girl. Oh yeah, yeah. I had that. I mean, I used to be part of a car club, so I had, I had to. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And then bumping yeah. the DJ Magic. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Ooh, so, when that bass hit just right and it make the car bass, shake. I'm like, boom. Oh, yeah. The way oh, it hits gosh, your yes. back. <gasps> you can feel it in the back. My kids hated it when <laughs> when I had the oh, system in my, in my little car. They hated it because they'll sit in the back and the, the huge 12 inch speaker will be right in the back and it'll boom. They were like, Dad, I hate that. Stop doing that. I'm like, hey, you know, feel the bass. Feel the bass. But yeah. Feel the music. <laughs> feel, yes. feel the music. Feel the music. So. Uh, so, so we started talking about kind of like R&B, right? And kind of, mm -hmm. you know, being the female tank and, you know, your aspirations in that area and the music that you're kind of putting out. Um, so, so talk about that. Share your, your vision. Well, not really your vision, but your perspective on the state of R&B music today. How do you feel about well, where, where R&B is today? Well, I will say R&B is not dead. It's just evolved. So that's why we have R&Bs. Um, I would definitely say, um, I, I I would say Tank would be like an R and based artist, um, you know, like Chris Brown, Jaquees, um, you know, people like that. They 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 got that big booty bass, you know, Summer Walker, you know, um, even Janae. And I've had people like argue me down about it, but I'm like, at the end of the day, there's bass in the music, and she's singing. That's R and B. That's true. Bass. That's true. I mean, you even know? the first, the first single. People are like, but she's so yeah. soft. I'm like, she has a soft voice, but that there's still the bass. There's still the bass. And that's the whole point of r and mm. music. Um, yeah, I think it's still very much alive, you know, um, on Instagram. I, you know, the, I have like a lot of, uh, there's a lot of pages out there that, you know, really highlight the R&B scene. Um, and there's so many people, especially new, fresh people out there making music um 
in in the R and B arena, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just it's amazing um, just to see all these people. I just I I would love to see the world catch on a little more because um, mm-hmm. I think that we kind of have been swayed into a different direction. Which I mean, you know, every genre has its moment. Let's be real, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's about you know what people like and you know even if it's not on the radio i mean it doesn't have to be on the radio for people to go and listen to it and i think that's another misconception that a lot of people have but like you know people fail to realize also that radio is programming that's why they call it programming (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's right so um you know even just even at the psychological level and sometimes people don't even realize it but Mm -hmm. you know hey that's um but it doesn't have to be on the radio to be recognized. And, right. you know, we have, um, like, I, me personally, I don't really listen to the radio that much. I'm more on the streaming platforms, you know? So, uh, uh, again, you know, technology has given us that power to pick mm-hmm. and choose what we want to hear and what we want to listen to. And so, okay. um, in that regard, you know, people go and they they seek that music, you know? When you, you know, when you want to get it in, you ready to, you know, you ain't putting on no rap music no you're not when you trying to get it in you're putting on some r&b you might even go back and and you know get you get you from mm-hmm. and, you know. <laughs> and you know just depending on i mean just depending on what your taste is you know and right. i mean there's even still current stuff um that a lot of people make that you know that bedroom boom you know hint hint your girl mm-hmm. right here i'm you know, but she there's a lot that. of different artists out there that do, and it's just all about um, what you're exposed to. So, you know, if you listen to certain, man, uh, and that's what I love about, um, like, the streaming platforms, like, especially, like, if you have, like, a, a, a certain station, like, on Pandora or Spotify, um, they'll, like, suggest other artists that are similar to the artists that you're listening to. And that's how I learned about a lot of different artists. Um, that I'd never heard before, never heard on the radio, but I heard their music on a streaming platform. And because of that, you know, I went and followed them and listened to, you know, other music from them. And so, I mean, there's, there's other ways to explore, um, you know, music within, within our, within our R&B realm. And so, yeah, again, like I said, I think it's just a matter of what you're exposed to. If that's what you're looking for, you're going to go to it because that's Mm -hmm. just what you like. And, you know, I don't, there's anything wrong with that but i mean yeah i would like to see our face at the front i mean it's kind of up there but it's kind of you know we, i mean we need to take our back you know i that's right because r&b r&b artists are bass artists r&b artists they don't kind of get the love they they do in some they're ways trying to but, with the rappers. yeah but you know yeah right there we go because but yeah they're trying to be yeah it's rappers because they be right. singing they they, they do they do. The rap artists want to be R and B too because you, you catch them singing in all their songs, uh, and they yeah, always this like to bring. Check out yeah, my R and B. They always like to put R and B artists on the songs anyway, right? But they realize uh, that hip hop dominates at this particular moment. Hip hop dominates, and everybody kind of wants to be a part of that domination that hip hop is 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 doing right now. But yeah. you know, my homie Matt B has that. He has. Oh, I wish I had the. Um, I don't have. He has a little. What's some things called? 
uh, like a button. You, you put it on your shirt with a little, like mm. a pin button, and it says yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it says R&B is not dead on it, and because um, it's not, because it's not. You know, and I'm an R&B head. Like I would rather listen to R&B more than I listen to hip hop. If I listen to hip hop, that means that means I, I I'm either energized by something to be like, you know, or I'm mad about something and I'm like, but R&B kind of just like yeah, put you in that mood. When I'm looking at my wife, I'm not listening to, you know, Jay-Z, you know, mm. I got a bad B beside me. I'm like, first of all, I ain't calling my wife a B anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you so better I'm just, not. I bet not. But as soon as I do, it's going to be like, <laughs> as soon as I do, it's going to be like, it's be like, I don't know. I'm start getting hit with stuff. As soon as it, yeah, yeah, never that. Nope. The book flies. Book, doo, doo. Like, what you? And sometimes, you know, it don't even have to be, sometimes it don't have to be that. Sometimes it just have to be. I'm like, damn, my bad. Like, my bad. Mm-hmm. I ain't know. I, I I ain't know what I was saying at the time. I was I was delusional. I I didn't know. So forgive me, right? <laughs> but <laughs> but no, I agree. R and B is R and B definitely is not it's not dead. And we have artists such as yourself who are making R and B music relevant. I guess I would say, uh, and more uh, popular in today than I guess I say. In hopes that it takes over the you know the the domination that hip hop has has had the reign that hip hop has had, because you start to see more artists going back into the R and B realm. Now, I have you know now you know we talked about this before. I love Tank. I love Tank. Yes. Tank, is, Tank is my guy, right? Yes. I don't know how I felt about. T- I lo- I love Tank. I love direction Tank was. I don't know. I just feel some type of way about some. It's just sometimes, right? Like I look. Okay, my favorite Tank song is, is "Heartbreaker." Still to this day, still to this day. Okay. Like okay. Uh, that and uh, "Can I?" And I, I got so many songs. But then that first "Sex, Love, and Pain" that was my favorite album. The first "Sex, Love, and Pain" was. If y'all don't know, go check out "Sex." That's Love, my it, favorite album, and I have literally every single album from him. That's I have every, my. I have every Tank album. I have every Tank yeah. album. I think "Sex, Love, and Pain." Was even, my absolute favorite. Even the mixtape you put out. Look, I'm going to my phone because I don't remember the name of the mixtape you put out. But even that mixtape that Tank put out that I have. While that, you wait. The no, recent one. No, it's called um, Diary of a Madman. Oh yeah, Tank put out a. I heard yes. that one. Okay, look, damn, look, I'm look, slipping. Look, look, people, people, y'all need to look. I, I do like, I do like Tank. Tank is a, is a dope R&B artist. But he this one, awesome. right? This one right yeah. here. Diary okay, I'm gonna have to check that okay, out. Check that out. Yes. Okay, I will. What's it called again? Uh, Diary of a Madman. Okay, I'm coming. Yeah, gonna yeah, go yeah. It was. I mean, Tank got some great, great albums. I see what Tank did though, is that he went from singing, no. kind of you know, heartbreaking, we know. and then he went to like, oh wait a minute, everybody started singing the, singing the the big booty bass type songs, right? And he kind of transitioned in that, and that way he's he killing it. He's killing it. He's killing it in that in that realm. I'm so proud of him. And you know, actually, I had the opportunity to meet him, and mm-hmm. I told him that. I told him, and he was like, so like taken aback. Because <laughs> usually, <laughs> you know, usually it's like, oh my god, I love you, you know. And it was so crazy because uh, it was actually a birthday gift of my uh, my sister. She she mm. uh, took me to a concert for my birthday, and she bought me the meet and greet. Uh, package ah. and 
so it was, you know, it's so funny because, you know, they have to give you everything before the concert starts and then you meet them after the concert. So mm-hmm. I had enough time to get, my, get myself together because, like, when we got there, I was, like, walking to the regular, the, re- the regular people line. The regular, regular people, people line. No, that's you know? regular people. And then there was the line with the meet and greet. I walked up there, I was like, what you doing? <laughs> like, girl, meet and greet. So luckily for myself, I had enough time to gather my composure before I actually met him. Because mm-hmm. if I were to, like, let's say if I would have met him then, like before the show, I don't think I would have been able to hold it together. I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. going to be honest. Because I, I was like, I was just, I was literally crying. I was in tears because like mm-hmm. this, like it's always been a dream of mine to meet this person like and to tell him how much he means to me as an artist not to tell him how sexy he is and how because he hears um, it all the time i mean you know i mean i think he is but you know i wasn't gonna tell him <laughs> you know i wasn't gonna tell him that but you know um he he's made a difference in my life as an artist you know mm. um me so you know after the concert you know we go in and you know it's time to meet him and you know he's you know talking and you know really charismatic you know i you know i'm like super shy because at the end of the day i still don't know what the hell i'm gonna say to this man and then the first thing i said to him was i'm so proud of you and he goes (laughs) me I said, like, straight up, I've been, like, I've been a fan since, you know, the first album, and, you know, I'm an artist myself as well, and I just have to say, like, I'm so proud of what you've become, because this was, like, when When We came out, Mm -hmm. um, that album, Savage, Savage. and, um, you know, that song was number one, you know, for for quite some time, Mm -hmm. which which was awesome for him. And I just, I felt like it was almost a victory for me because like, you know, Mm. like I said, I'd been following him and listening to him all these years. So I I made a point to tell him that. And like I said, he was just shocked because, you know, like I said, everybody was just falling all over him, you know, and I didn't do that. But I just made a point to tell him, you know, what he meant to me as an artist. And I was like, you know, you've influenced a lot of my, um, you know, my style and my music. And I just appreciate you for being the artist that you are and, you know, making the moves that you are. And I'm, I'm like really proud of you and I'm thankful for you. And he was just like, wow, thank you. You know, and he just mm-hmm. told me, well, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Don't stop for nothing, you know, no matter what happens in life. And he, you know, he just gave me some really encouraging words. It was like, it was really cool to like meet my, my musical idol. Now, if I meet Mariah Carey, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to hold my stuff together. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, like, I'm, I'm probably gonna end up fangirling and just like falling out and passing out. I don't know. Right, you know, you know, if it was me, I'll, I'll say something stupid. Like, hey, Mariah, <laughs> you know, me and you go back like babies and pass. But anyway, you know, I'll probably say something <laughs> stupid. She'd be like, yeah, get out of here. Like, you know. I don't know. She might laugh. She, you know. That's like when I had the chance to meet, uh, to meet Boys and Men, right? Boys and Men is my all-time mm-hmm. favorite group, hands down. I, I, and I love this, the, the song that Sean did with Tank, like hands down. Oh, because, my God, me too. That was one of my favorites on that album. Right, because like, one... Oh because one, it was super unexpected of Sean. Yes. Right? You wouldn't expect Sean to do that. You're like, oh, but he killed it. 
But my wife oh flew my me gosh. out. Yeah, my wife flew me out to Vegas uh, on my well, it was for my birthday. Uh, flew me out to Vegas to go see Boys the Men by myself, by myself, in Las mm-hmm. Vegas, for just for that day. So I got yeah. there. Um, did we? And did I do the meet and greet? I don't think I did the meet and greet. It's because something happened, in which I why I didn't okay. do the meet and greet. But I mean, but I've seen Boys the Men in concert several times up leading up to that. She's like, you know, I just thought it would be great for you to go see Boys Men once again. Uh, but it was something that happened with the meet with the meet and greet that was I don't remember what what happened, but I didn't get to do I didn't get to do the meet and greet with um, with Boys Men, but I saw them and something happened. I couldn't go to where they were. I don't know if I lost it. I don't know. Something happened, but I couldn't do the meet and the meet and greet with them. But yeah, Boys Men hands down is my all time all time favorite favorite group and yeah and, and you know and a lot of no knock against you know no knock against boys to men uh, is that sometimes a lot of artists don't have the ability to change their trajectory kind of like tank right and so yeah. when tank came out with with um sex love and pain uh that when he came out with that album then he switched to what was the what was the album after um see you got me looking at my phone now because I can't remember the album after Sex Love and Pain, uh not now and never. How I feel. This is how I feel. I love yes. this is how I feel. This is I love this is how I feel. Yes, this is how I feel. Now, and then, yeah, man. And then what after that was what now or never? That was a good one too. Yes, but this is how I feel is where I can see the change. For sure. Where, where he For was sure. changing. Uh, and a lot of artists don't have that ability to change. And so sometimes yeah. they, they give up, right? They don't have the ability mm-hmm. to, to, to say, okay, do I need to change with the times in order to maintain my career as an artist? Or do I just quit and say, okay, that's it for me because I don't have the ability to, to change. So, I mean, I think that's important for, for any artist, uh, you know, that's out there is, is you, you have to be flexible. You have to be able to say, because it's it's right now it's the fans that are dictating what type of music they you know they like and so i mean it 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 essentially is if they like this type of music people are going to keep pumping it out and pumping it out until they change and say oh we like this type of music and it's like oh okay well let's start pumping that out let's start pumping that out yeah but i think it's important for people to kind of reassess uh where they kind of are in their career and to take the temperature of the culture to say, now, I am no way in saying that you have to completely 100% change anybody, the style of music that you do. There was a quote that I, I read, something about uh, still being true to who you are, but changing up your style. I can't remember the, the quote, I'm, and I'm not good with quotes anyway. But, but it's still about, it was something about still staying true to who you are, but being relevant to the industry or the culture that you find yourself in. And I, yeah. think Tink, I think Tink has done a great job with that. Um, so kudos I, to Tink. I agree. So, I agree. Yep. So kudos it, to Tink. He found a way to make it work for him. And I, you know, and I mean, that's what it's all about. You know, you can still be true to yourself, but find ways to reinvent yourself. That's right. Um, to, to be, you know, to go to that next level that you want to go to, whatever that level is for you. Because, right. you know, what may be, what you may see as success may not mean that for somebody else. You know, mm-hmm. everybody. Again, everybody's level of perception is different. So it's so different. It's all about finding that place 
that happy place for you. Mm. Mm. That happy place for you. Let's let that sink in. That's right. The happy right. place is important. It's important. Peace is important. Peace is important. Im- <sighs> joy. Yes. Peace, joy is important. Because, you know, we, we find we find ourselves and, and, and I wanted to kind of talk and I didn't get a chance to. But, uh, you know, how you said people have this perception that you're always a happy person. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that probably stems from social media and the perception that they have maybe of you on social media or any artist on social media. And they don't really understand the actual, you know, life of the person themselves. Uh, right. what they may be going with on a day-to-day basis. And I think a lot of times social media gives a false sense of who a person really is because of what mm-hmm. we, we only put up on social media. Well, I don't want anybody, I'm not going to traject uh, that I'm depressed or sad or whatever case case may be. And so we sometimes fix ourselves up to give that impression. We, okay, hold on. Let me smile. Okay. Click. Yeah. <sighs> okay. All yeah. right. Back to. And people don't see that, right? And and they have mm-hmm. to realize that we all go through that. We all go through bouts yes. of depression and anger and whatever it may be, sadness. Um, but I, I do feel that sometimes social media is at fault because only people see that one part or one side mm-hmm. of, of us as creatives. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what would you tell anybody that's trying to get into this music industry what would you tell them what advice would you give them stay true to yourself stay true to yourself be who you are um because again you know you got to have that you know you got to have that tough skin you got to be able to um you know because there's always going to be somebody who's going to say have something to say about what you do um whether they like it or not there's always going to be somebody who has something to say you have to be strong enough in yourself to know this is what I'm going to stand for and this is what I'm not going to stand for. This is what I'm going to allow and this is what I'm not going to allow. Um, so definitely be true to yourself, you know? Um, don't let nobody tell you who you are. You figure out who you are and who or who you want to be as a human being. Um, don't let people dictate that for you. Um, like, why would you do that, you know? So no, be, be yourself, be who you are beautifully and unapologetically. Straight up. Straight up. Straight up. You're right. And, you know, the the people who love it will follow. And, you know, sometimes, you know, people will sit there and doubt you um, for who you are and then turn around and regret it later. Because, like, you know, maybe you did blow up and become this person that people said that you couldn't be. But, like, Mm. who are you to say I can't be this person? Mm. Who are you? right. Be you. Be true to yourself and follow your dreams. Do what you believe in and don't be people pleasing. Yes, you know what? (laughs) Yes. Yes, find out who you are as a person. Be yourself. You have no idea how that'll get you into places and situations that you can't even imagine it's just by you being yourself i, I have this story that i tell yes. um i tell people is that uh i was i was at a3c and mm-hmm. 
I was uh, a friend of mine. Well, he wasn't a friend at that, at that moment. We knew each other. Uh, he's, he's a music executive. We kind of knew each other, right? I had seen him around. He had seen me. We had some, okay. we had some things that transpired beforehand um, that he kind of caught his attention, like, okay, I need, to, I need to pay attention to this guy. And so we just happened to be at A3C, and he was like, you know what? Let's go to lunch. I was like, cool. Let's do it. He was like, I'm hungry. Let's go to lunch. I was like, bet. And so he took his son with him. And so we, we went to, we, you know, went down to the restaurant, grabbed something to eat. Uh, and he shared some things with me, right? Some new music that they were working on, uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff that hopes that some people haven't heard yet. Mm-hmm. And while we were eating lunch, right? Well, I mean, we were there for about an hour and a half. So then we proceeded to go back. We chit chatting, you know, during the, the lunch and during the time we're walking back, we stop at a shoe store. And so we go back to the, to the building. And we mm-hmm. all, we go about our separate ways. And so then later that evening, I get a, a text from him and the text was like, B, I just want to say, I really appreciate you being yourself. I appreciate you being just you. He said, that was a great, a great lunch. And he said, and my son was there and he said, my son got to see somebody who was genuine and who was just themselves, not someone trying to please me because of who I am or whatever the case is, just like. Yeah. And, and it was good for him to see that, that there are genuine people within this business. And I was like, yeah, I don't know how else to be. So, yeah, I can only be I can only be me. But, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, and this, that's and trust me. This guy is super well known. When I see super well known, if I was to say who he was, people would be like, what? And I'm not going to. But uh, plus, he, he'll call me if he saw this and and punch me. He's like, you talk about me. <laughs> you talking about. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. But yeah. it that'll put you in places and situations because I see too many people being fake and kind of, well, I'm gonna behave this way because I think that's what you know is gonna get me into that's this. That's what this person wants situ- to hear. Yeah, no, nope. Just be yourself. Just, just be, be yourself. yourself. Just be yourself. Be yourself. You can, I'm just crazy anyway, so just just be yourself. That's it. <laughs> that's all you gotta, it. That's all you gotta be. So man, wow. Yep. So so Ashton, tell people where they can find you and your music. Yes. So you guys can find me on all digital platforms. If you just type in my name, A-S-H-T-E-N, I am there. Um, All digital platforms, uh, Spotify, Pandora, Tidal, Apple Music, you name it, I'm there. Um, If you want to get a little deeper into me, myself. Of course, you can always follow me on social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, Ashton Music, A-S-H-T-E-N Music, M-U-S-I-C. And of course, you guys can um, go to my website. Um, I have a lot of, uh, you know, special goodies because that's where all my super fans go. Um, I do write little monthly letters um, or not even monthly, like maybe quarterly. But I, I, I do send letters um, out to people who are on my email list just to say hey and, you know, keep them posted on, um, you know, what I have going on. And, you know, I, I was shocked to find out that people actually read that stuff, you know. I'll yeah, they do. Out yep. And people are like, hey, I got your email. Good stuff. And it's like, oh, you actually read it? Okay. <laughs> Go to my website, www.ashtonmusic.com. If you just put your email in there, um, you can definitely join the Ashtonian party and learn about all things Ashton. And you actually get a free download um, when you do that. So, you know, definitely um, 
hop on that. Um, but again, like I said, I try to keep it simple and easy for people to find me. Ashton, A-S-H-T-E-N, music, M-U-S-I-C, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, my website. That's where you can find me. Holla at your girl. Hey, that's what's up. Yeah, y'all make sure y'all check out that uh, Revolver song and that Suck yes. song. Yeah. Man, let me tell you, like, I'm still getting <laughs> hits. I'm still getting hits on that song. Um, and, uh, like, I just, right. I, like, I don't know, man. It's, that song it's, it's dope. something about it. That song, that song is dope. dope. I, I don't know what dope. it is, but people love, people love it. So, right. um, you know, shout out to everybody out there listening, um, listening, still listening to it and loving it. Like, I appreciate right. it for real, for real. Like, I appreciate y'all, too. Real. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just produced so, it. So I, just, I appreciate y'all. Yes. Thank y'all yes. for listening. And, and y'all gonna hear "Suck It Up" again because yes. I'm, I'm I'm re-releasing the album with four new songs on it. So awesome! Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, it, it's gonna have the, the big booty bass on there. Yeah, it's gonna have it. Yeah, yep. So I had to get you to do another <laughs> cut up. Get another cut on there. Yeah, ah, yes, just let me know. I, I, you like know me, forever. I'm always down. Yep. So, Ashton, do me a favor. Hold on for a moment while I close this out. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you very much for tuning in to another amazing interview segment here on We Create Music TV. Make sure you go follow my girl, Ashton, at Ashton Music on all social media platforms. Check out her music. Go to her website. Buy her stuff. And you'll make sure if you're in Houston... Or even if you're not in Houston, but you need some digital work done, get at Graphic Jones. I'm telling you, the guy is an amazing photographer and an amazing graphic designer. Uh, but once again, thank you very much for tuning in. Greatly appreciate all of you. You know how I feel about y'all tuning in and watching. You know, I appreciate you. Uh, you. You can catch us every Monday and Friday. Not Monday and Friday. Like today's Friday. I wish it was Friday. Because I mean, I ain't got to go to work tomorrow. But Monday and Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And always check out the other content that we that we offer as well. I'm thinking about doing some other things uh, and kind of seeing how that goes for all of you. Uh, but once again, stay locked to We Create Music TV. Peace. Whenever you watch this, thank you. We're out. <laughs>